It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Busy weekend for Auburn Athletics, football, basketball, and baseball. Tons to talk about on today's show. And hey, Brian Harson hired the guy that all Auburn fans, I think, should be excited about. Let's jump into that and more on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every yes, day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, publisher at AuburnDaily.com, joined by Lindsey Crosby, host of Locked On MLB Prospects and also Auburn baseball writer at AuburnDaily.com. We have a ton of things to get into today, Lindsey, and I think we should go in chronological order here. And so let's start with what happened Friday afternoon when Auburn Athletics announced that uh, Eric Kiesau will be Brian Harson's next offensive coordinator. This is what I said was going to happen a long time ago. I don't know if it was plan A or plan B or plan C or plan D. I don't know, but eventually we got there. And I think the outcome of all of this, Lindsay, is something that every Auburn fan should look at and not necessarily get, you know, super pumped about. But I think you can get excited in the fact of, okay, we are going to get the answers to everything about this coaching staff in 2022. Because right now the fan base, and I think you'll agree with me on this, the fan base is split with folks that, okay, you know, they're all about Brian Harson, give him as much time as he needs, and then the folks that say, okay, well, you know, if he can't right the ship, you know, what are we doing here? It's time to move on. I think with getting Kiesel, he has now surrounded himself and promoted folks um, that, that he is closest to, that think just like him, or at least that's what it appears from the outside looking in. And I think this is great because, okay, in 2022, I think we're going to either know if it's going to work or not. The excuses are gone. Yeah. He's got his dudes, the guys that w- the rumors were that there were certain coordinators. I think it was like Bobo was a common thing that he was kind of pushed to hire guys with, with SEC experience and all of that. They're gone. The players who were not scheme fits, were not culture fits with Auburn, they are gone. Yep. So this is, I mean, I, this is it. This is your season. Um, sink or swim with what you have and you've pretty much what they've done now is they have taken away the excuses as far as I didn't have my guys right uh, I didn't whether it's coaches or players and I had the disadvantage of this you know of of not getting a full standard off season to prepare because of mm. COVID and all of that Sure. That's all gone. You've got your guys, you've got your coaches, you've got your players. Put up or shut up. Let's go. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So is Keysal the most electric and, you know, enticing hire ever known? No, absolutely not. But I don't think that's what you were ever going to get. I think anything outside of that was a pipe dream. I think anything outside of that was a, you know an interesting out-of-the-box hire like Austin Davis where you kind of had to squint and, and, and turn your head a little bit and talk yourself into, oh, well, he was a quarterback's coach for Russell Wilson. Okay, cool, that's exciting. With this, you know, Brian Harson is the offensive coordinator, and mm-hmm. Kiesau is now going to be a guy that helps you know and is involved with the scheme and things like that. I mean, Harson clearly trusts this dude, and that's, 
I think, the biggest thing about preparing for the 2022 season. I don't think, I don't think he adds much recruiting. Um, he has not, to my knowledge, won a big recruiting battle since he's been here. Granted, it's been 14 months, um, but it, it hasn't been for four, uh, 14 months for him because uh, he took over, you know, a few weeks into the season. So, we'll see. I think it's too early to tell, on, you know, on Kisau, and so I, I think this is what it is. I don't think there's anything this coaching staff could have done, or specifically Brian Harson. I don't think there's anything he could have done to get somebody that would have, like, really just fired up the folks that are anti-Brian Harson. I mean, because what the big name was like Major Applewhite. Does that change things? Does that move the needle at all? Like, no, I don't think so. Do you? No. And given all of the news that we just saw the last week and a half about, you know, just Auburn being Auburn and all of that stuff going on. Yeah. The the likelihood of bringing in a big name was pretty nil. You kind of knew this was how it was going to work out. And so some of the changes that have happened, some of this personnel changes, Zach Etheridge promoted to assistant head uh, associate head coach. Love that. If you're in the locked on, if you're in the locked on Auburn Discord, you knew that a week before it happened because we already knew about that. Right. Uh, and then making analyst Rock Bellatoni the the um, the replacement for edge linebackers and special teams coordinators. Can I point out? Yes. We now have a special teams coordinator who actually has coached special teams. Yeah, you've been all about that since the start of the season, and you finally got it. So They were bad last year. And, and you know, Lindsay, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think going into it it was that big of a deal, but it clearly was. I mean, there were several close games where it's like, if Auburn gets a break on special teams, maybe they win that one. And, you know, I think the most glaring one is South Carolina. But still, I, I just think you look at it, it's like, okay, maybe they get one or two more, and the season looks totally different if you get one or two more wins. So... In close games, which Auburn, I think we all agree, are gonna they're going to be fine on defense, and they're going to have questions and growing pains on offense. In close games, you need special teams to kind of pull it out consistently. And so, yes, where were the places that he had coached special teams before? Do you have that ready? I know you mentioned it before we press record. Uh, yes. So, so Bellatoni actually he has been special teams coach um, at both Utah State and at Buffalo where he actually spent two years at, at Buffalo, the same place that Alan Green came from. Wow. Uh, as, as well as he also coached special teams during his time um, at Villanova back in 2013. So he's got four years of being the special teams coordinator under different programs, never the level of the SEC, obviously, but he's got four years of actually having done it. And if you have a questionable offense, then your field goal team becomes more important. And then your your punt team becomes more important. And we saw, I think that a reasonable expectation is that your, your special teams don't detract from your performance. Mm-hmm. And last year, our special teams, I feel like, detracted from our performance. We didn't get anything in the return game. We got nothing of value in the return game. And then you would see enough longer returns where the field position wasn't great. And then we, we, you know, obviously field goals are what they are. And so if you can just get to average special teams last year, there's probably a game, South Carolina, probably, yeah, you win another probably one. a game out there that you can flip. Yep. Yep. Do you get one drive that has better field position 
you know, against uh, Mississippi State in the second half or Alabama in the second half, you know, in the Iron Bowl. I mean, uh, something like that can provide a spark and kind of get you going there. So I agree. Yeah, and I'm thinking back to special teams from last year, and it's like, well, we blocked two punts against bad teams early on, if I remember correctly, or like maybe Mm -hmm. we blocked a kick or a field goal um, early on, but still, it, it wasn't against good teams. And Field so, goal blocks are very much an individual play. Punt blocks are very much schemed. And so we saw, I mean, a lot of Auburn, not all of them, but a lot of Auburn blocks recently have been field goal blocks. We did see a notable punt block, I think from Kalen Newton last year. I think that's right. Uh, that was that was kind of a schemed thing where they schemed to get him open and isolated on the coverage. But for the most part, it's been, it's been individual efforts on special teams have been the noteworthy plays that we've yeah. thought about. So I'm just happy to have a base level of competency there. It'll help. It'll help a ton. Uh, and it'll also help when you prep for the season by kind of looking at all the lines at betonline.net. They have everything from the latest odds, totals, player performance props, everything at betonline.net as it is the number one spot for all of your uh, sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season and off season, and it's not just football. Obviously, basketball is in full swing right now, both college and pro. Uh, also, your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympics coverage and uh, more information. I think the Olympics are still going on. So check it all out at betonline.net, where the game starts. Also, want to give some love to our local friends at Fetch Me. Fetch Me Home Delivery is... Really, you know, my family's cheat code as far as getting through the week while still uh, using that extra time to spend time with with my wife and and daughter after you know a long day at work when everybody kind of has different things going on. We can come home and and eat, and then focus on you know the chores and things that we need to get do. So Fetch Me has saved so much time in my family's life, and I think it's worth every bit of it. Also, they are now uh, the the supplier as far as alcohol delivery in East Alabama. So be sure to check them out at fetchmealcohol.com. They're in the process of adding thousands of different things to their uh, their catalog there. So that's at fetchmealcohol.com. And if you want your meal delivered, fetchmedelivery.com. Lindsey Crosby, our guest today. Let's pivot now to basketball. The Tigers lose one that they probably should not have lost on the road in Gainesville. You have had this one circled all season, and uh, you absolutely nailed it. The human pencil um, destroyed us, and uh, Auburn did not have an answer down low, and it seems like everybody was in foul trouble with 10 minutes left in the game, so, you know, the rotation wasn't right, and uh, Auburn just couldn't get it going until, you know, the last few minutes, and they kind of willed their way back into having a legitimate shot with seven and a half seconds left, and then we all know the last play was um, wild, confusing, head-scratching, um, and nothing against Wendell Green. I mean, and Bruce and Kessler talked about it, you know, after the game. Um, the design was for to get him in a situation where he can go downhill, then he was going to dump it off to Kessler, and Kessler was going to dunk it or, or be very close to the basket. Obviously, that did not happen. They played it differently than they thought. And, uh, you know, it looks like he was just standing at the top of the key and kind of stuttered. And then, you know, I think he panicked a little bit, which is which is a shame, but it is what it is. So, yeah, this is a big loss. I was really bummed about it after it happened, and now looking at it, it's like, uh, I think it's going to be okay. I really do. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is 
it hurts because it didn't have to happen. So yeah. much of it was sloppiness on Auburn's end. I mean, 17 turnovers, and I think, what was it? I think Florida had like eight steals or seven steals. So all the rest of that was self-inflicted. And you saw it a lot where trying to throw to, they're, they're throwing cross-court passes. Weird uh, stuff, Half the time, they're, they're, they're high, and guys are jumping for them, yeah. which means you obviously you're not in a position to shoot when you get it. And then the other half of the time, they're in the stands. So, you know, a lot of that. And, and just... There was one from Allen, Lindsay late in the game where Allen just chunks it across the floor. And it's like, there was no way, like, unless it was Kessler catching that, like nobody else was catching. It's just like, it's stuff like that. And I hate to call Allen out individually, but it's just like, what are y'all doing? This isn't you. There like, was, there was one on a drive to the basket where just right, the, it, you threw it toward like just underneath the basket and there was no one there. And it looked like expecting a cut or something that didn't happen, but yeah. it, it just, Auburn couldn't get synced up on offense. And then 21 points in the first half is like, I can't remember the last time I saw that few points in the half slow for this, for, for Auburn, for a Bruce pro Auburn team. And it's just, you knew it was going to happen. You knew that you were going to have, you've been having those, those, those slow starts on the road. And we've all, we've usually had enough to overcome it. And they just didn't this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the first half where Auburn was only down by one, scoring just 21 points, it's like, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be easy. And then Jabari goes out and takes over early in the second half, and Auburn looks like they're moving it. It's like, okay, this is done. And then, you know, it, it kind of stopped. It kind of stopped. And so um, the rotation was a big part of it. And I love Zepp. And when they put Zepp in with Wendell, and Wendell's at the one and Zepp is at the two, I think that kind of defeats the purpose of having Zepp in there. Um, so like I don't I don't really know what all that's about. I don't think we've really seen that that much at this point. I think we saw it a good bit when Zepp was in in the second half because I kept kind of expecting Zepp to get the ball and just like calm everybody down, and he didn't really get the opportunity to. And so I thought that was um, interesting. One thing that's really picked up around you know the, the different social media spheres around Auburn. Or the whole, you know, speculation of like what kind of balls they're using, and that's something that Zepp talked about last time, uh, last week when he was on Locked On Auburn. I'll ask him about this again on tomorrow's show, but um, yeah, the whole like whenever they use Nike balls, it doesn't it doesn't work well, and they that's what they did, you know, against pretty much all of their losses and you know poor performances this season because when they're at home, they use Wilson balls, and that's what they use in the SEC tournament in the NCAA tournament. So that's kind of what they play with. And so whenever they change things out, um, they've struggled. And that's what Zepp talked about last week, right here on Locked on Auburn. So that's something to keep an eye out for as we move forward. So one, I'm curious if Bet Online has incorporated that into their odds. I don't know. If I can get a little extra, little extra vig there. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's, um, wh- that's kind of frustrating. That's uh, not to relate it back to what I do, but that's kind of like how the single A and double A baseball use a different baseball than triple A and major league. And it's like, why that's just weird. use the same baseball for everybody? Yeah. Why, why just, just have one baseball. It's the same one. Um, you have a baseball kind of just chilling there. there. Use out a baseball just there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's we talk, flex. we talk pitching grips on locked on MLB prospects. And so I just wow. want to be able to show like, yes, circle change, okay. you know, or whatever. So all right. All right. That's how we do things. I love it's it. Fine. You have a football back there. Probably. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Anyway. I oh, okay. I have helmets. You should. I should put a helmet on. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So the thing that 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 drives me nuts about this game is 
Jabari scored in double digits. I mean, 31 against Vanderbilt. Yeah. Had 28 in this game. Yes. And I I understand that teams are keen on him in those end-of-game situations. But it almost feels like we're we're just kind of conceding, okay, we know we're not going to be able to get Jabari. Let's draw a play up for someone else versus is there a way we can get Jabari open yeah. so that the best player in college basketball has the ball in his hands for the final shot. Mm-hmm. I'm right Thought there with I had you. Watching. I'm right there with you. And Bruce talked about it after the game in regards to Jabari's usage. He's like, you know, we relied on Jabari too much. And I'm like, at this point of the season, I'm a little concerned about Auburn's offense. I felt better about it after Auburn against Vandy last Wednesday. And maybe they'll look good against Ole Miss on Wednesday and, you know, we'll all forget about it. But I'm a tad concerned about it. That's the weakness of this team. And so, if you're Bruce, and you just say, okay, offensively, we're hitching our wagon to Jabari Smith, and, you know, hope it gets us there, I don't have a problem with that at this point, because the dude's a freak. Like, he's getting better and better, just when we don't think he can get any better, he's finding ways to put up, you know, 31 and 28 in a week. Like, that's that's incredible. That's great. So, I, I have no issue with them doing that moving forward. Um, I understand as a coach, you don't want to do that. But when it's tournament time, like, if Jabari needs to shoot it 22 times, like, let him do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It is a lot easier to defend your game plan. If you you lose and your game plan was, we're going to let the best player in college basketball touch the ball as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, one of the, relate it back to football, one of the criticisms of Auburn's offense this year was there were too many third and fourth and short plays where Tank Bigsby didn't get the ball. Mm -hmm. And if you give Tank the ball and he doesn't convert, it's easier to explain away what happened than, oh, yeah, no, we we just drew a play for somebody else. Right. Same thing here. It's easier to understand. Like, if Jabari took a shot and missed it at the end of that game, I don't think we're having a conversation. Like, I don't think it even comes up. It's just, yeah, it's just we had a look and didn't work out. Yeah, even if but, it's covered. It's just like we felt like Jabari needed to have the last shot. And every Auburn fan would be like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that, that totally makes, that makes sense. sense. That Do totally that. makes sense. Florida yeah, played Jabari. it well. Right, right. So, like I said, they take on Ole Miss on Wednesday. They won at Oxford earlier this season, so that should be a manageable game. We'll talk baseball in just a second. What a great weekend for Butch Thompson's Tigers. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Look, this time of year, everybody's pretty much given up on New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Me and I, I hope you as well are sticking my resolutions, uh, sticking with them uh, to far as eating right because Built Bar is making it easier. They've got Built Puffs. They've got Built Bars. They've got Built Boosts. All these cool and different products at Built.com. Check it out. But Built Bars, uh, you know, they're very low in calories, very high in protein. They keep you full. They're delicious. They taste like a candy bar. Very, very good. So check them out. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Lindsay, before we jump into the baseball chatter, because what a crazy weekend and what a great weekend. 
Uh, kind of tell folks uh, what all you do and what all you have going on. Yeah, so so I am the host of Locked on MLB Prospects, the only daily podcast covering all of minor league baseball. So it's, a, it's available wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. Great week this week. We've got a deep dive into catchers. We're previewing more college baseball with the ACC. We've got a crossover with Locked on Phillies. And, tomorrow, and, and today's show is a special for President's Day, all about the relationship between the presidency and the game of baseball. Um, also write for Auburn Daily. Obviously, I am the, the, the baseball correspondent for Auburn Daily, yes. as well as you can go to aushirts.com and check out some of the merch uh, that we've created for those things. Absolutely. So um, a lot, lot of cool stuff. No question about it. Yeah, and his recap in written form is up at auburndaily.com right now. But all right, Lindsay, they won two out of three, which you said was the goal. And they beat Texas Tech, which you said if they just beat a Texas Tech, it'd be a win. So dropped the first one to Oklahoma. They couldn't get a run across home plate. But then uh, they turned it around, had a really impressive pitching performance from your guy on Saturday. And then they blew Kansas State out of the water. So where do you want to start? Uh, Start with Friday. I mean, play in Oklahoma. One, it's a morning game. You just always feel weird about that. It's like it's those 11 11 a.m. kicks in baseball form. But um you know, Tommy Sheehan goes out. We were excited he was getting the start. Goes one inning. From what I've been told, no injury concerns. It's just his first game back from a partial Tommy John procedure, and he had a stressful inning. Two guys get on base. He's trying to work through that. Uh, Jordan Armstrong comes on in relief. Juco transfer from, I believe, Chattahoochee Valley Community College right up the road. Okay. Uh, pitch is fantastic. Four innings um, of, of shutout ball and and – the problem is we just can't get any sort of offense outside of uh, our thick king, Sonny Dacharya. He's a big boy. Sonny, he is a big boy. Sonny hits two two doubles, uh, two two deep doubles, um, but we just can't get anything else. We end up three total hits, lose the game three nothing. Oklahoma breaks it loose with a with a two run home run off of Hayden Mullins in the seventh, and adds an insurance run in the eighth. Just right. um, seven total hits in the entire game. So defensive battle on both sides. Um, and you expect to see pitchers ahead of hitters at this point in time in the season. So you get it. Um, like I said, good, good performance. Um, as far as pitching goes from Jordan Armstrong, you have to feel good about, about his future as far as an option in the rotation. And then Tommy Sheehan looked good in the one inning he had. Would you say that Armstrong had a strong arm? He did. Yes. What a great he, pitching name. What a, it's, it's, it, the only way it would be better is if your name was Arm Barn. <laughs> That's fair. That's to call fair. back to the ba- the baseball playoffs. Can't uh, use bullpen. Peter says you can't use bullpen. It's an Arm Barn. Arm Barn. I, I like that better anyway. Game there two against Tech was the highlight of the weekend. Um, I mean, what a showing. Joseph Gonzalez, my guy. And, and people who have listened to the show for a while know I have been talking for a year now. Joseph Gonzalez is my version of your Roger McCreary and Noah Higginbottom. Like right. I have been saying for a year, this is a good kid. He knows what he's doing. He goes five innings, three hits, five strikeouts. Uh, looks fantastic. Slider looks better. Um, fastball was on. He's mixing them up really well. And he, the thing that I love is defense, like reigning Big Twelve Player of the Year, Jace Young at second base. Uh, Butch Thompson on Tuesday's press conference called him one of the best players in college baseball. Kid goes over four, three strikeouts. Wow. Auburn attacks him. Auburn's not afraid. Uh, they get some timely hitting. They get a um, 
Uh, new starter Cole Foster at second base gets a RBI single in the second, and then um, Casey Howell has a has a sack fly in the fourth. We win the game two to one. So th- still only three hits, not a ton of hits, but the pitching shows up where you need it, and the, from a guy you need it from. Yeah, yeah, and that was huge. That was huge. And then K State. I mean, it seems like everybody scored. Twelve to one. Um, the only reason everybody didn't score is because we put a lot of backups in. We rotated a lot of guys in. Sure. Um, a lot of the lineup regulars. Shout out to Blake Rambush. Blake Rambush played three games this weekend, started two different positions, and uh, just happened to go three for five with four runs scored today or on Sunday. Yeah. So had a great weekend. I am going to like. Sorry, let me positive first. Trace Bright. Yes. Looked really good. He's a guy started the year off really good last year. Started to struggle when he got to his second time through the rotation, uh, through the lineup, and gave up a lot of crooked numbers. Went five innings, two hits, one run. It was unearned. Five strikeouts, only two walks. It was one of the more impressive performances I'd seen from an Auburn pitcher recently, and pretty much it was a sequencing masterclass. He's mixing in a fastball. He's mixing in a, a changeup. He's mixing in a slider. Uh, he's 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 going side to side on the plate. He's throwing it for strikes on both sides of the plate. He's going high to low, making the batters change their eye level. Uh, really good job. Shows a lot of growth on his part. Yeah, you feel really good if he's your Sunday starter. You feel really good about as long as this continues, you're going to have a good chance to take a third game and win a lot of series. Um, once conference play starts in a couple weeks. But I will, everybody sees 13 to 1 and they're like, oh man, Auburn or 12 to 1. Auburn just, the bats came alive. Auburn did a bunch. Yeah. 13 hits, but five RBIs were scored by Auburn batters hit by a pitch when the bases were loaded. Auburn had the bases loaded four separate times in this game. Uh, so the, like, the observation is the, the numbers, the offensive numbers look good. The offense is still not where we want it to be. Okay. Uh, they did make some lineup changes. So you did see Nate LaRue in for the first time. You saw Brayton Brown in for the first time this whole series, this whole season. Uh, they accounted for our first four runs, and I believe a total of five RBIs together. Uh, but there is still mixing and matching being done. We still don't quite know exactly who all of our power hitters are, with the exception of Thick King Sonny. Sonny <laughs> hit three balls this weekend that would be a home run in just about any SEC ballpark. Yeah. Um, Auburn had, I think, five total that would have been home runs anywhere. But he, Sonny hit two on Friday. He hit one today that would have been a home run in any ballpark in the SEC, but were not a home run in Globe Life Field in Arlington. So mm-hmm. uh, very good performance from the pitching staff. Good enough from the offensive staff, but, uh, b- but I do want to see more consistency and more timely hitting from Auburn going forward as we – make our way to conference play in two weeks. So there's a lot of questions still about this baseball team and not a whole lot of people are high on this baseball team going into the season. Did we see enough this weekend to say, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this team can outperform um, where a lot of people are predicting to finish, which is close to the bottom of the sec. So the questions around this team, two of the three questions were about pitching. It was, could your starting pitching hold up? And then could you, as Butch said himself, could you pass the baton to the bullpen? So starting pitching allowed, I believe, seven run, uh, seven hits 
all weekend. Okay. Starting pitching held up. Uh, you saw a close game on on Saturday. You saw Blake Burkhalter come in, do a, two, a six a six out two inning save for the eighth and the ninth. Uh, you saw them pass the baton from the starter through the bullpen to the closer and him go through. You've partially answered that. The only question that you still have to answer is offensively, how are you replacing the ty- the, the power of short King Ryan Bliss right. and of Tyler Miller? Mm-hmm. Uh, we pretty confident Sonny's going to have some of that power. Where else is it going to come from? Um, and we did see Auburn do some other things to manufacture runs. We saw a steal of home, which if you haven't seen somebody steal home, that's exciting. That's yeah. fun to watch. Right. Uh, we saw some hits, a hit and run. We saw some steals. We saw some drag bunts. So we saw Auburn manufacturing some offense. I just want to see where the power is going to go to answer that third question. But I think that the team played better than worst team in the West. You yeah. have to be happy about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, just a second. This isn't Auburn mm-hmm. baseball related, but it has to do with what happened this weekend. Flow baseball is terrible. They're not great. Um <laughs> My favorite, the, the the encapsulation of that for me was there was a play today, I want to say it was the sixth inning, where Auburn gets an RBI gr- grounder second, and they throw the runner on at first, runner on third scores, and you can't necessarily tell, like first baseman's falling off the bag as, as he's fielding the play, and you can't tell if he tag, if his foot is on the bag or not. So Flow Baseball helpfully gives us a minute of a steady cam focused on the umpires while they're looking at a screen facing away from us until they announce that he was in fact out. Once he was out, they then show us a perfect replay of exactly what happened where you can clearly see he caught the ball with his foot on the bag. And I'm like, why didn't you just why show, us, show that? us that? Yeah. Why do I have to look at a guy looking at a TV screen when I could have seen that and not wondered about, were you trying to manufacture drama? Is this TNT now? Unreal. And then, like, you see Auburn baseball sharing highlights, as they do for many broadcasts with any sport. Um, but it's, like, in, like, 20 frames per second. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? It's like, is my internet off? Like, what's going on? And it's $30 a month yeah, with no trial. They're charging a premium, man. They, they were charging a premium for a... Subpar product, no question. I have about. watched minor league baseball broadcasts that were better than that. I believe it. I mean, that is a low bar that was set for thirty dollars a month. When you look at like Netflix and Hulu and ESPN, they're charging like around ten. It's like uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but whatever. It's done. That is behind us now. We are pretty much SEC Network Plus the rest of the way, and that is all right. That is okay. Uh, and there's a few games that aren't televised, and if, the the ones that are not, you can check them out coverage of all of them at Auburn daily, as well as I'll probably be there live tweeting um, on Twitter at Crosby baseball. Just follow me and you'll get all your updates. Boom. What a plug. What a plug by Lindsey Crosby right there. Yeah. They start uh, their season uh, opener at home will be Wednesday against Troy. I think it's at five. So that's Wednesday, Wednesday against Troy at five. There I will be there. There you go. Sweet. Lindsey, one more time. How can people follow along? I am on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Uh, my show is on Twitter at Locked On Farm, and you can check out my writing um, three times a week on Auburn Daily. We'll have a great recap on Wednesday of some of the uh, breakout pitching performances from this week from this series. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Hey, follow everything uh, Locked On Auburn, Auburn podcast on Instagram, and of course, if you're watching on YouTube, 
please hit that subscribe button and like the video. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.